I'm Kaylin. And I'm Heather. And this is We Need Closure. We Need Closure. Always be closing. Hello, I live here. Always be closing. I've never been to your apartment. So real. What else do we need? We need closure. Have I told you Maddie's new thing that she's doing? No. This has all come with the territory of her just starting to be able to have full sentences and, you know, have a larger vocabulary. And we've, Taylor and I have obviously had to kind of watch what we're saying because we're clearly degenerates who don't know how to clean it up around a two-year-old. But her new thing is to look at us. And it's just like the middle of the day. And she goes, daddy said a bad word. (laughs) And Taylor and I look at each other and we're like, no, did you, did you say something? He's like, no. no and I was I like, I, so. and we'll look at Maddie and we're like, Maddie, no, we didn't say anything. Well, this has proceeded into, she said it so many times that finally Taylor started saying, what did daddy say? Did. And to which I'm like, no, you can't ask her that. She, she's going to end up repeating it and then she's going to feel bad. And anyways, then it's like spiraling out of control. <laughs> so all I, all I know is that if she does hear a bad word said, or if she even thinks she heard one, like somebody said, you know, God darn it. Or I don't even know yeah. what's a bad word anymore. I know. And what, what she'll do. We never know who's listening these we days. <laughs> what, what she'll do is she'll just under her breath go, shoot. Because that's the only word she's allowed <laughs> to say. So there she is sitting there playing with her little kitchen and someone in the background or a commercial or I don't know, something you. will say me or her mother <laughs> who let me like have a child. I will say damn or whatever. And you'll just hear her go, shoot, shoot. Yeah. So we're great influences over here. Oh my gosh. Well, um, that reminds me when my son was probably like two or three, he's in the back seat and he's like, mom. And of course he still has a little, little toddler voice. It's so cute. But he's like, mom, the song we sang today had a bad word in it. I'm like, what? At this point, I, you know, he think he's still at our, you know, private preschool. Um, and I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, I had a bad word. I was like, what word? Which is such an interesting thing as parents. You Again. always immediately default to which bad word. Yes. And now we want them to repeat it in yes. front of us. Yeah. We've worked so hard to get to this point to not do it. But go ahead. Just go ahead launch it off, it. buddy. But he said the D word. I'm like, the D word? He's like, yeah, mommy. So I proceed to go down the list of every bad D word that I know. And I can't even say them all on the on this podcast. And he's like... I mean, I mean, it takes me like a minute. I'm like just rattling off every, think about every horrible, horrible word, you know, that starts with D. And then he- picturing his wide eyes in the back of the car, like, oh my God. And I'm just driving down Hewland, like, do you mean, damn it? I mean, that's the nicest thing I said. And, and finally he goes, mommy, it was dumb. They said dumb. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, now, you know, 37 other bad words to start with D. Oh my God. I hope Child Protective Services is not listening and does not come and yank our children out of our homes. Mm. But after four, five, five snowed in days, Heather, this week, which you and I have both endured with our children in our homes, attempting to do our jobs at the same time. Those those bad words are going to be flying out of everybody's mouth. And I feel really bad for the listeners of this podcast because I have only talked to and seen my family for five days. (laughs) 
So now I see you and I'm just like, I don't even know what's going to come out. We're caged animals. We've been caged animals. <laughs> we're out. Somebody gave me a microphone after five days. We're out in the wild. Also, the other thing that just bites us in the butt all, all the time, Heather, is that we tend to record these a little earlier and then they come out a little later. Yeah. Listeners oh, going to yeah. be like, you guys don't, you guys are idiots. Yes. It hasn't snowed here in a week, but forget it. Whatever. True. We're alive. And it's not even snow. It's, it's ice. It's not even, it's just ice, just sheets of ice coming down. Mm-hmm. But here we are in yeah. front of each other, actually having a social life and doing our other job, which mm-hmm. is this podcast. Mm-hmm. And um, how are you doing? How's, how's, how's life? How's work? How are all those listings? Man, they're great. Good. Um, I was going to, you know, ask you a trivia question about how quickly can you list your home? Oh, Be- yeah. Because I tested that this week. What was the, what's the I land mean, speed day. record? One, one day. One day. Yeah. One day from the point that you got a call of someone saying, we want to list our home and you knocked it out. The One next to two day. days. Yes. Absolutely impressive. Let's get you in the Guinness <laughs> Book of World Records. <laughs> so that happened. I mean, I, I was just at home and I got the call. Got was, the call, was, right? You just, just as home. realtors, we just sit there just waiting. <laughs> When Waiting for the phone call, to ring. When someone call. You've been working. I've been watching Coco Melon and Disney Plus. Um, <laughs> and if anybody wants to uh, do a trivia of all those songs and and movies and and Disney shorts, I'm your gal because I know oh. them all. Now, yeah, it's great. It's an it's been a nice little rendezvous down um, memory lane for me. And uh, I I will tell you, Snow White is terrifying. Oh. And I'm not a fan of some of these older 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 ones. princess ones. No, not a fan. Mm-mm. Well, we, besides putting a new listing on the market, um, uh, I discovered like the Avengers. That's what I did. This, the Avengers. Yes. Are you going to become one of those people? Like I never thought I would (laughs) ever. I've watched and I use that in quotation. I've watched some of these movies. I've even gone to the movie theater with my family and could not tell you who Thanos was. No. But I'm really invested in this Thanos story. Um, my son and I have been watching all the Avengers. I'm like I'm like in. I like love them. You might as well be speaking I don't know Greek. who I am. I know. I, I don't know what you're saying. I know. If you had asked me this seven days ago, I would have been the same. I've yes. been like, what who are you? No, that's dorky. Are you gonna get to the point where you fight someone on whether it's like Marvel or DC oh, comic? Yeah. Is that isn't that totally. like a thing? Okay. I don't know yet which is what. So I don't know who you are. But I know. That's- good to see you, friend. Good yeah. to see you. So this week, we can't just talk about our snow days. Um, this week, we wanted to kind of do a follow-up from a previous episode where we touched on, hey, if you're thinking about wanting to become a realtor in the new year, first of all, you're probably at the point where you've bought the books. Okay. Have you opened up? Have you signed up for a class? Have you done anything? Have you taken a test yet? I don't know. If you haven't, we're still here to support you and hopefully give you some tips about, I don't know, how to make this thing into a career. Heather and I figured it out. Yep. But what we did was we pulled some other realtors to find out what they wish they would have known before getting into this industry or starting this as a job. We got some doozies of answers. I know. I'm really, I'm really impressed with the range in which people are willing to admit what they wish they would have known. And you and I agree with a couple of them. Yeah. And I, I mean, I feel like the purpose of this podcast is to prevent you from getting into <laughs> real estate, but yet. We're we, like a giant warning sign. No, we are. Just flashing hazards at you. Like, really think about it. Really, really, really think, really about, think it. about it. Because once yeah. you're in it, you pretty yeah. much can't get out of mm-hmm. it. So essentially, all these realtors who are so amazing and were willing to kind of be, you know, vulnerable with us and share with us what they wish they would have known. The list starts here. And this cracked us up, Heather. <sighs> this particular realtor wished she would have known how much she was going to be on camera. Fact. <laughs> Don't you think? Yes. Get, I had no idea. No clue. Yeah. Getting oh. your picture taken. Yeah. Talking on a camera, walking through a house, 
talking about the features. No. But when I started, none of that was happening. No, like I had a Blackberry. It's right. So I will say my journey was a little different. If you were to start real estate now, I bet. Yes. I bet yes. you would know. Maybe you do. But like, I guess that's a good point. I had no idea that my career would evolve into having to be a star. And you're basically a TikTok star now. Yeah. So, and I, I do agree with that. I think probably secretly deep down, like that's using part of my degree. So I was yes. like, uh, sure. Yeah. Let's get yeah. on camera. Let's yeah. do it. It's still awkward. It's still weird, but I agree with that. Really. Yeah. Yeah. The next one was, uh, how many dogs they were going to have to be chasing down a street. Oh my gosh. This just goes into all the animals we have to deal with. Heather's just shaking her head because it's just too much. It's too much. It's too much, especially if it's hot in Texas and you've let somebody's pet out. It's my biggest fear in life. I, oh, if I'm responsible for losing furry fluff, fluff, whatever the heck their names are, I'm going to die. I well, will never forgive myself. Yeah. I mean, something I wish I would have known on. Yeah. Is like when you go to schedule a listing and you see that, that phrase, do not let the cats out or cats will be in the garage. Cats will, like hives. It's Hives. like, I wish they wouldn't even tell me about it because then I wouldn't let them out. No. But it's like now a sign. It's like a big red sign that makes a button that I want to push. Now that I know, I'm going to leave the door open oh. and not intentionally. Oh, I've gotten, I've let so many cats out that oh, I had God. to wrangle back inside. Oh my God. And depending on the neighborhood, like sometimes these cats used to be feral wild cats yeah. that these people have tried to make domestic and yeah. they want out. They don't want back in. No. And now you have a subsequent tetanus shot scratches. that you have to go yeah. get. Yeah. A dog, I let a dog out on a pretty busy street. That oh, we had Christ. To, it wasn't me. It was the foundation person. That Blame was it on there. someone else, yeah, Heather. thank you. Blame it on someone else. I had to go chase it down. God. And it was one of those big basset hound. Like, I didn't <gasps> think it would go that fast, but it did. <laughs> they can move. I just assumed it would just, like, do, do, go out. Hauled. No, he hauled. <clears throat> yeah. That's wild. That is funny, though. We are going to have a whole episode dedicated yeah. to pets because the stories that we do here and the stories that we've endured ourselves are mm -hmm. our next level. <clears throat> okay, so this one made me LOL. You have to keep paying to be a realtor. Think about this. Again, unless you're in another industry where you have to take tests or you have to have certifications, obviously you're going to have to keep paying to do your job. But there are a whole lot of nine to fives out there that you don't have to pay to keep doing your job. No. Yeah. So mm. this one is always surprising. Yeah. Every month or quarter, I guess it is. You just have when to we keep get those paying. dues. You just have to keep paying. And to yeah, I don't think they really, I'm sure they tell you in the fine print somewhere, but somewhere. I had no idea. You're clocking your ticket to this circus every quarter for yeah. those MLS dues and whatever else we have to Super pay for. Super dues. Yes. All the things. All the things. Spam calls was the next one. Mm. This is unreal to me. Mm -hmm. I get so many calls of people that know so much personal information about me. And it's because our phone number is listed everywhere. We're yeah. giving it out like it's candy. Mm -hmm. In no other world are you just handing out a private cell phone. Oh, yeah, you're true. true. No way. No way. There's no other job where you're like, you know what? Here. You're just tattoo it on my forehead, actually, because yeah. that's that's about how blatantly obvious it is to everybody. But we need people to get in touch with us. Yes. Oh, yeah. 24 no. hours a 24 day. 24 hours a day. Um, yeah. And yeah. then you get spam calls about right now. I'm getting all these spam calls after I close from like security, like no, ADT or and they, are, I don't and they know. act like they know me. Yes. Hey, Kaylin. They've gotten really good at it. Just saw that closing on Chickering. Yeah. <sighs> you know what? Did did she want ADT? No. Who are you? And why are you calling oh. me? Also, yeah. Also, I'm like, now do they know that that house doesn't have security on it? I know. That kind of freaks me out. It freaks me out too. That's been the biggest spam thing I'm getting really tired of. Yeah. I just quit answering. So the other one that I also 100% firmly agree with is 
the only other people in this industry get this. And this came from a very seasoned agent who I would imagine didn't know this going into it, right? So she probably assumed, oh, people would understand what I'm going through, whether it was emotional or I've worked 12 hours today or I'm not going to be there for my kids' soccer games or whatever it is because a client called. That's so true. I don't know if anybody else really gets maybe how taxing it can be. Would you agree? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. It's Is it hitting too close to home right yes, now? <laughs> <laughs> okay, but this is No, true. you're right. I think that I didn't have, yeah, I didn't think I needed or, you know, that sort of support group of totally. fellow realtors yes. that would know. I mean, I would just come home and just complain or talk to my husband, yeah. like, until we went to bed. I'm sure he was like, I don't yeah, his know ears were or bleeding. care. No, exactly. Yeah, I wish I would have known, like, find your people within real estate that you can no, talk to. that you need. Support. I'm so glad you said that because when I talk about why p- realtors need to get in with a great brokerage, it's more so I'm like, well, there'll be a resource to you or you'll have a backup or I don't know, you're going to learn the most forefront information that you need. What I forget to say is, oh my God, and you will have a community of people that will understand when you've worked with a buyer for eight months and all of a sudden they went to go build a new build and dropped you like a bad habit. No one else really gets no. that. Mm-mm. So that you're exactly right. You have to be a part of a great group. Yes. 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 Fact. Mm-hmm. The next one. And you know what? I think that maybe we all understand this to a certain extent, but maybe not to the degree. But the next one on the list was how many ups and downs there would be and how emotional it would be. Yeah. Again, hitting a little close to home, I think. I did not. I did not realize how how emotional it is. Mm-mm. No. No. And we're 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 going to get into our list mm-hmm. in a little bit and kind of dig deeper into that. But I would have to agree. I think that you can understand all day long that there's going to be ups and downs to any business, but this one will take you on a friggin' roller coaster <laughs> ride, and you just don't know if you're going to be six feet under or high as no. a kite. You just literally don't know. It's that scary one at Six Flags, like. <laughs> That I've never been on. It's like a little rickety. Yeah. Made uh-huh, of wood. Uh-huh. They've recalled it a couple times. Get stuck on it. The guy running the front's a little greasy and missing yeah. his teeth. That's that's the roller coaster of real estate. Absolutely agree with that. This one is easily my favorite on the list. How different every transaction can be. Mm-hmm. Heather, in one moment, I am an expert. I know everything. I am brilliant. I am so smart. And in the next moment, you take my license away from me because I don't know what I'm doing because that's how different every single deal is. Mm-hmm. And you never think you're going to walk into one and all of a sudden there's a septic tank that you have nothing to do with. You, yes. don't, you never see it coming. You never see it coming. And yeah, you can know everything. You could have made a hundred on your real estate exam. You could have, you know, but yeah, every single one is different. Like, and you don't know. Yeah, you think that you know what you're walking to. Oh, this is a house that's one years old. Like, we're not gonna have any problems. Yeah, this way easy. But you know, no. there's gonna be something wrong, or something's gonna go wrong in the in the buyer or seller's like personal life that yes. you didn't see coming. Absolutely. Or, Taxes are owed on it that nobody knew about. Or, or just, the house isn't the square footage right. that they said it was going to be. Or it's not in the county that they said it oh was. Or God. the school district that you thought oh it was. Oh my okay. God, I'm just mm-hmm. sweating. Mm-hmm. I've shared this one before, but the one that like even our broker was like, well, Kaylin wins for the weirdest deal. I had a friend give me a call. They were renting a property and they wanted to buy it. They, uh, how, uh, that couldn't be easier, Heather. Right. Okay, great. Great. Yeah, you're already living in it. You already know you want it. And slam dunk. Slam dunk. Fantastic. They give me a call. I start to get into the 
details, if you will, only to discover that there are not going to be two real estate agents involved as far as a listing agent and a buyer's agent. There are going to be three different brokerages involved. This particular property had a clause on it that if that person decided to buy the house, that the the company that was uh, managing it from a property management perspective was had first right of refusal to list the property. The owner of the house had already called the agent he wanted to list the property. So all of a sudden where there should be two people in the bed, there are now three people in the bed. It just gets messy, folks. Uh. So not only do we have three different brokerages who now have to split the 6% commission, but we've got a lot of different opinions and a lot of cooks in the kitchen. Secondly, the seller was in the country of Jordan stuck there in the middle of a pandemic. So when every time I go into a deal and I think that it might be a slam dunk, I remind myself of this one. It couldn't have been more complicated. It should have been nothing (laughs) but easy. easy. And it is the perfect example of how every Every transaction is different. different. Every single one. So Heather, you did a little research on the World Wide Web, something probably very valid and found a really, you know, legit website. But what did you find in what other people are saying about this topic? Yeah, I did some deep dive into the World Wide Web and found a very valid website called cosmopolitan.com. It's where we we get all our sources. It's where we get all of our, (laughs) um, because I wanted to ask you specifically this one. This was something that another agent had said, and I want to see your thoughts on it. Okay, Um, later on me. It was um, number three on this list and happened to be, if you're a social media star, you'll be perfect. Okay. So what you're telling me is this individual believes that if you are really good at social media, you will automatically be good in real estate? Well, let me read. Let me go a little bit deeper into that. I, I, I need This more is probably going to drive before, you crazy. Before I lash out. Okay. Calling all lifestyle influencers in the making. Oh, kill Being me. TikTok or Insta famous definitely won't hurt when it comes to real estate. Shut up. Um, especially for new agents, social media is the way to form connections and market to an audience of friends that may one day turn into clients. Okay. The second part of yeah. that yeah, statement, yeah, yeah. I do agree with. Right. Obviously, the more you broaden your network and the more people you can get in front of as an expert or entertaining or somebody that, again, that person might think they want to hang out with you for a little bit. Sure, I can get on board with that. But by no means do I think that just because you know how to take a great selfie and film an awesome TikTok with a little dance, does that mean that you are going to translate into being a good real estate agent? No, I agree. Absolutely. Come on. Yeah, and that's the last thing we need is just... More real estate agents who are really just TikTokers? TikTokers. Yeah. I mean, do like I did and be a boring real estate agent and then you're about to turn 40 and then you become and an then Insta-famous. then TikTok. Yes. yes. God. Yes. People follow Heather's trajectory. I mean, I think the point of this goes back to our very first point is of not really understanding how much I'd have to be on camera. And you don't have to be on social media. You don't have to be on Instagram and TikTok. But... I, and we'll talk about this another episode, like that's where things are going. Yes. That's where the generation of buyers are going to be. I mean, you literally can see my fingernails in Mm -hmm. the floor and you're having Mm -hmm. to drag me across it right now. So if you aren't on Instagram or TikTok or whatever your social media thing is, you probably at least need to get comfortable with it. Facts. How to log in. What is your password? (laughs) Um, You know. Bare necessities. But do know that that does not make you a great realtor. No, 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 no. Yes. For the love of God. It will help. It could be a tool that you can use. Let's call it a great marketing tool. How about that? Yes. But no, if you are good on TikTok, you are not automatically a good realtor. If it's like being I'd like, argue that maybe I'm not. Maybe not that's not a good one. <laughs> Possibly not. Okay, what else does that stupid um, list have on it? 
Well, this was what is funny. Um, you may have to work some weekends. How long has this person been in real estate? <laughs> well, this person has been um, in real estate for 10 months. <laughs> And they are oh realizing God. that they may have to work some weekends. I don't mean to be catty or rude to this person who clearly was able to, you know, yeah. get a slot on the Cosmopolitan. Seriously, they're doing something better than us because yeah, they what? are on Cosmopolitan.com. Cheers to, cheers to this person. But, you know, you're going to have to work a bunch of weekends. Mm-hmm. And again, that's actually on our list about maybe some of the mm-hmm. things that we didn't know or that we actually did and that didn't end up surprising us. Yeah. Um, but you know what? I am. I, I do appreciate the buy-in. I realize I'm being a little cynical today, a little cynical about this list. Cut me some slack. I've been in my house for like five days straight with a toddler. Um, but, but yes, okay, fine. Those are some helpful hints. And maybe you didn't know that. And now that you do, maybe you will get into this industry or you'll do it with a little bit more information. So Heather, what I'd love to get into is what did you wish you would have known before becoming a realtor? Ooh, um, I think um, first, I, I sort of the draw to it, which I think is a lot, the same case for other people, is it's going to be so flexible. Right. So I had just had uh, my first child. She was one years old, and I was leaving this corporate job that I was like, I just couldn't stand the the idea that I had to be somewhere. You felt trapped. I felt trapped. I'm like, this will give me so much freedom. You hear yeah. these words, freedom, flexible. I'm my own boss, um, which those things are true, but they're not. I like how it goes up at the end. Those are true, <laughs> but they're not. And I didn't know, I think I didn't know, like, I don't know how to say this. I didn't know how to manage that flexibility. Totally. So I ended up just working all the time. Uh, I, this is, flexibility was on my list too. And I think along those lines of not only like how do you manage it and how do you manage suddenly being your own boss and being at home or not I don't know not being at home but it's also like for me your time is not your own that that I think may have been a little bit harder to grasp than I thought going into it Mm -hmm. so not only that but when I am not busy therefore I should be appreciating the flexibility of this job I'm in a full-blown panic yeah so what started out as a shimmering, you know, shiny object of I have flexibility with this job comes with some baggage. How yeah, about that? Yeah, for sure. So I wish I would have known sort of how to time manage better. I wish somebody or, uh, you know, I wish I would have read something or, or set some boundaries or just done something in terms of how does that flexibility going to look for me personally and my family? And because I didn't, I just jumped head in yeah. head first. And, you know, I feel like I'm still like not much has changed. No, I just knee deep in everything. <laughs> maybe if we would have gone to one of those seminars that we basically maybe. crapped yeah. on a couple <laughs> weeks ago, maybe they would have taught us time management. Probably uh, not. Um, so that one. And then, um, you know, also just don't burn any bridges. I think, oh my God. I think when you first, when I first start out, maybe for example, the other agent on the other side of it was probably, it was a nightmare. Like for whatever reason. Yeah. I was, I just couldn't wait for this transaction to be done. Like, I'll never have to deal with Kaylin again. Oh, I'm just sure. using your name as an example. Do it. No, it's fine. I cannot wait. Like, if I can just get through these 30 days, which back in the day, it was more like 90 days. Yes. Um, but what I didn't know is how small this real estate world is oh my God, and how terrifying. the likelihood of me having to deal with this other agent 
in the future is pretty high. Oh, and they might end up at your brokerage someday. How they, about that? Okay. How yes. about that? They might end up working with you alongside yes. you. So I wish I would have kind of had that hindsight and or foresight. Hindsight. Foresight. Uh, both. Both. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wish I would have known just how to think about the people that I work with and bite my tongue a little bit and uh, white knuckle through some of these deals. And and, and think what would Jeff do? The yes. Swear to God. Swear to God. WWJD. Because what I had on my list is exactly along those same lines. And it was being a hard ass is not the answer. Mm-hmm. Because I think when I first got into this, it was all about, I'm going to be the best negotiator. I'm going to stand up for my clients. I am not going to give in. It's actually the I couldn't be farther from how you get deals done. You have to compromise. Yeah. You have to you have to meet people in the middle. You cannot stand firm. That actually doesn't help anybody. So it's kind of along yeah. the same lines, like don't burn a bridge, don't be a jerk. And also don't think that you have to be this like iron column that can't, that doesn't move on anything. Right. No, you got to give in a little you bit. in your own way. In fact, we used to have these um, connection groups, I think we call them. And so it was kind of an eight to 10 people and all a mix of different levels of experience. And one of our first meetings when we had a new baby agent, you know, I love those baby. agents. Yes. And you had a few seasoned agents and we would kind of start our meeting with how things are going and anything we can help each other with. And the new baby agent proceeds to tell us the story about this deal he's got going on currently and something to the effect of like, and then I told her, <laughs> you know, the other agent, then I told her, I mean, she can do this or, or we'll walk or whatever. And oh. uh, the look on a few, half of our faces was like, <laughs> What? You called her back right now. You apologize. apologize. And, you know, and he was just like, what? You know. It's like famous last words. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Let me guess. You didn't get that deal done. Didn't get that deal done, probably. (laughs) And, you know, you're just like, you'll never know when you're going to need that person on your side one day. And you don't have to be friends with everybody. That's right. You don't have to like everybody. That's right. But you've got to get along. For the and you love of God. Be, and be respectful. Which I wasn't the other day. I told you about. We all have weak moments. I had a weak moment. Are, uh, you shared your weak moment with me. Okay. I proceeded to possibly top your weak <laughs> moment. I mean, Heather, when I feel it rising in my face. I know. And I have been nothing but patient. Things tend to come out yeah, of my mouth. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. Well, some people deserve it. Yep. Okay. 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 Oh, right. So the another next one I had on my <laughs> list, and I wonder if other people knew this going into it, whereas I did not. You are going to throw money at a problem. Yes, hundred percent. You might want to have some extra cash yes. on hand because here's what's going to happen: either you will forget or not forget, I don't know, to tell your buyer that that refrigerator does not stay with that property. Mm-hmm. Your, some, some things, the hot water heater, again, mm-hmm. it's not my hot water heater, but I might end up having to pay for you one to, to get a yeah. deal done. Would yeah. you not agree I'll with agree. this statement? I agree. I think Matt, our broker mentioned that. Like if you have not bought a fridge in this, then who are you? You're not even a real realtor. No. And well, yeah. <laughs> I had no, I will say I had no idea. I, if you had told me right before getting real estate that, hey, you know, every third transaction, you're going to have to throw X amount of dollars at something just to kind of tie things up and put a bow on it, put a bow on it and make sure that both sides are happy. Oh, I, when I discovered that, you know, we could actually be a thousand dollars off between the buyer and seller agreeing and no one was budging, you're going to make up that thousand dollars. Maybe if you have a really great agent on the other end, they're going to throw 500 and you throw 500 and whatever, but you will throw money at the problem. Yeah. And not every agent does. Mm -mm. So you don't have to, you don't have to, but But you might want to consider it to get a few transactions. You know, like 
time is money and I want everybody, I do want everybody to be happy and listen, if I can buy them a fridge oh my and God, my family not have a long. fridge, it's fine. I don't know about your husband, <laughs> no. but my husband's like, seriously, stop throwing money oh, at these yeah. problems. I no, like, but my husband's kind of the opposite. He's like, he? you know, I, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know. He's like, it, it'll fix it, get it done. Yeah. Yeah. Taylor's yeah. like, stop. I'm like, yeah. okay, all right, I'm just going to throw, I'm going to throw more money at it. So that but, was, yeah, that was on my yeah, list. Yeah, giving money away. <laughs> just sitting or nodding like lips pursed sweating slightly these are hitting so close to home and we didn't want it to be like a here's what I've learned it truly is like I did not know this coming into Mm -hmm. it um I had another one on the list Heather I did not know that it was not only going to be emotional at first and and I'll expound on that but it does get better and and I guess what I'm saying to that point is those first couple transactions are often your friends and family. And I don't know if you feel this way, Heather, but it, so it becomes very personal, very Mm -hmm. quick. And if you feel like you've let someone down or they are disappointed, you are so wrapped in and roped into that. And I feel like I not only didn't know that was going to happen again, because I'm over here being hard ass. Remember number Mm -hmm, one, that mm -hmm. was what I thought it was going to be. But also I didn't know that it was going to get better. So as the transactions have like moved on and as those, like we found solutions for them and now everyone is happy, I'm better at this. Mm -hmm. I'm a little bit more even keeled. Now it's not to say that things aren't going to still happen that are just going to crush your soul Mm -hmm, because they are, mm -hmm. but I I didn't know that. How about you? Yeah, I didn't either. I didn't, I had no idea. Like I just, um, and yeah, you are right. I mean, my first closing um, wasn't anybody I know, but after that, it was a lot of referrals from my family, a family member who said yeah. that she knew. So exactly. I, um, it was very stressful. Like, very stressful. And I didn't know, like I, I have I, my very first listing, I'll never forget. It, it was like a friend of a family member of mine. And she had graciously just given me this person to list their house. They didn't live here locally. And like, we get to the closing table and I, I had never gone over a net sheet. I had never told, like, you know, told him what he's actually going to be making and how much the commission, like, I don't, he signed everything. Oh, I no. get it. Oh no. But he's like, what? Like, <gasps> what is this? What, why am I paying this? You know? And I didn't know what any of those things even were. And you feel like you failed. I just feel like I, he, I, that my, yeah, I, I did not know how emotional, how emotionally invested you're going to be in every single one. And I completely agree it gets better. It gets better. It does get better. And it's probably twofold because yeah. it's probably like, okay, I won't make that mistake again. Exactly. Or I'm going to make sure that I'm super knowledgeable about X, Y, and Z so that they can trust me and that everybody feels like they have the right amount of information. I almost wrote down over communicate, but I took it away because I I went into this knowing that that was going to be the probably the right thing to do. So I, I'm not going to say that I didn't know that. I probably didn't know when I needed to over communicate. Mm-hmm. How about that? So you're over here thinking, I've told them everything about this beautiful house. I, I know all the stats. I know exactly what this timeline looks like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but what you didn't tell them was something you didn't even know. Yeah, so for sure. So I, I think that, so I'm adding it back to the list. How about that? Yeah, and with uh, going back to it will get better, for a little hope for those out there, again, thinking about getting real estate or hopping into real estate, it does get better because it is twofold exactly. With each transaction you do, you get more experience. You don't make that. Now I'm I'm obsessive about here is your estimated net sheet. Obsessive. You know, like so does that everyone understand what they're spending. <laughs> everybody understand what they're going to make when they walk away. Um, it's like we're going to some theme park and I've just, everybody needs to punch their ticket and be aware and I need, I'll, mommy needs 
all eyes on everybody because I can't lose any of you. And if I do, I'm going to freak out. And and that's how I feel about my clients. Like everybody needs to understand what's going on. Right. 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 Yeah. Hence the over communicate. Well, and my like second deal I've ever done, I was on the buy side and we like didn't do a final walkthrough, which again, I was with this brokerage who was very hands off. There was nothing. Nobody taught me anything. And luckily I went to another brokerage where they did teach me all the things. Um, but we didn't do a final walkthrough, meaning walk through the house, um, just make, check everything before you go sure sign. Make sure the walls aren't black, as make you sure, say. Make mm-hmm. sure the walls, this, the only reason we're doing this is to, <laughs> well, we didn't do the walkthrough, but we don't know when, this has happened even recently. Like we didn't know when this happened, but by the time from whatever the day before closing till the day after, what, the AC was stolen. The entire <gasps> outside AC unit was stolen. And the house was vacant. You know, so it's just this like, what disappointment. And I was so sad. And oh like, so, because my buyers could not afford a new AC. And the sellers were like, well, we're not, not paying. It's not our house. Oh my God. And so these are like, uh, now I know what to, now I know, I know what to do. I know these things, but like there, it felt like my heart was like outside of my body. I was so sad for when these you people. said you didn't do the final walkthrough. I got nauseous. And oh. then when you said the AC was gone, I've just, but if I had done it. the final, like, I don't know, the AC could have been there. It could have not like, it's true. It's a very great area if it was. And then it was, you know, but still, Oh, Heather. I could have had a, a good conscience to be like, well, we did a walkthrough and it was, uh, you know, but anyway. Did you have to buy a new AC unit? I couldn't afford a new oh AC God, unit. These poor people. So the other agent, I'll, I wish I were, I think I remember her name, Jessica, and I know her to this day. I think she was an angel and we either split it or she had angel seller clients that were like. We'll replace it. Yes. I just remember it was this like angelic moment where it actually did work out where usually it would not have worked out that is insane that made me think of another tip that another realtor has given me who's been doing this a lot longer and I very much admire her and and consider her a mentor but she shared with me not too long ago I was telling her about this listing I was going to have and I said yeah I mean I think it's going to be a bonus because we're going to leave the fridge and the washer dryer they're all going to stay and she said Kaylin is the house vacant and I said yes she said do not put that in MLS well again I've been doing this for years and I would have seen that as a selling point. She said, Kaylin, I just listed one where I had touted that. Oh, I have literally one right now. Fact. And somebody knocked the back door in and came in and stole. (gasps) I, Heather, look at these light bulb moments right here on the podcast. (laughs) When you leave, go take that off MLS. Oh my gosh. So then they had to buy something that was stolen. I actually, and I didn't end up finding out the conclusion, but I mean, this just shows you. (laughs) Write it down girl, write it down. But this just shows you why it, it it doesn't matter how long you've been in it. A, if you have some other people that have been doing it a little bit longer, learn from them, ask a lot of questions. Holy moly. Oh my gosh. I'm thinking about getting out of this. Okay. <laughs> to find a new career. Um, I had one more on my list, Heather. Did you have any more before I, before I shared um, mine? <laughs> uh, <That> nervous laugh. <laughs> no. Um, I just, I don't, I will end with like, I didn't know how much patience this is going to require. Oh my God. True <laughs> words have never um, been said. If you watch HGTV, it looks like you show a person three houses, they pick one and then you close. And that's not how it's it is. Literally the not ever happen. That doesn't ever happen. Yes. I, I say loudly, patience is my virtue, but it's been, t- it's been tried and tested yeah. over the last couple of years. And you have to like, 
you have to tread lightly sometimes and you maybe you know that this is the house for them and they haven't seen that yet and you just want to shake them and be like this is the house for you um but it's not your house and it's not <laughs> your money and um you have to be patient with with some buyers all buyers and kind of Anyway, it sounds like it's coming from a place of <laughs> hurt. But I'm just wondering the heartburn you have I right know. now as we're going through all of this. Just be patient. Be patient, patient, patient with, with everybody, with the transaction itself, with like... All because the people involved. Make patience your virtue. Yes, how about that? Yes. You, you brought and when a, you do that, please let me know <laughs> how to do that. How it's going, how to do it. <laughs> we, we, we'd love your tips. You made me think of another question I want to ask you, but the last thing on my list, as far as what I wish I would have known... I often think in other industries, let's say you become a doctor, let's say you become a lawyer, you kind of become an expert, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe even within your own family. I would argue, I would have thought that becoming a full-fledged realtor would make me an expert on real estate within my family. And it couldn't actually be further from the truth. (laughs) It might just be my family. But I have had full-blown conversations where one would think I was talking to the realtor in the family. They, They just chat about it as if they understand how negotiations and deals and blah, blah, blah work. And again, you know what? It goes back to me probably thinking that I could have been a hard ass in this industry. It's it's just in my genes, basically. But that has been hilariously something I did not know. So you thought you would get into real estate and kind yes. of become the real estate expert within your family, much like if you had a brother that was a doctor or exactly. a sister that was a lawyer. Correct. But that does not happen nope. for you. They don't. Nope. They not only don't call me for advice, mm. they call me to tell me what they told their friends. Mm. Not all my family members. You guys know who you are. Very special out there. But the rest of them, they just, they just know what they're talking about. So. Well, a certain member of my family thinks what I do is very dangerous. <laughs> so we, it's like the elephant in the room. We don't really talk about it. As if you're like an undercover yes. cop that mm-hmm. has to go into dangerous situations. Yes. Okay, great. So we just, They're ignoring she your watches profession. a little too much to date of Dateline. Where did she, where, where did you get that? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The question I wanted to ask you, and we asked Kate this question on the last um, episode because it had been submitted by a listener, but it made me really want to know your answer, Heather. And the question is, has being in this industry changed how you buy a home? For yourself. Yes. <clears throat> and for those that know us, we buy a home every 18 months. Yes, which is amazing. <laughs> uproot our family. and um, I, But I think fortunately or unfortunately, it's sort of numbed me to the process and what's important and what's not. And, 100%. You know, it's it's sort of like I, I can I can boil it down to, okay, is this where I want it to be? Is this, can I afford this house? Does right. it have the bedrooms that I want? Right. You know, and I kind of deal with everything else like and I don't know, I don't get so super caught up in, okay, what's the age of the water heater? Now, I understand these are caught these these are things to think about. I totally get. But I still look at in big picture of like, okay, even if the water goes out, heater goes out. I know it's eighteen hundred bucks. Yep. Okay. I'm getting like I can just kind of do a a way a little more black and white than I think uh, I used to, or maybe a first time home buyer would go into this situation. I am exactly the same way. I thought getting into this industry, I was going to go in all these houses and suddenly want to move every five minutes. And I actually turned into the opposite, kind of because of what you're talking about. I see so many 
that I am so picky now mm. that unless it really did meet those top five criteria, yeah. I wasn't going to move. But I agree with you. When it came to buying this house, I remember going through with the inspector and he was like, well, this doesn't really work. And, the, and I literally said, I don't care. Yeah. I literally said, I don't care. I'm, I just want this house. And I thought that, I don't know, I thought it might be different, but no, that's how it is. And now yeah. I do feel when I'm going through, whether it is a first time home buyer or not, I almost feel like I can tell the minute I walk in this is it or this isn't. Yeah. And we'll walk around there for an hour and they might want to be, you know, kind of assume that they could make it work or move this wall or do that. I don't know if you feel that way, Heather, but I'm like, I'm thinking in my head, this is not the I know. One, guys. It's interesting you say that because I've just started noticing that in the past year or two of like wanting to say, this is not the one. It's not the which one. Which I would have never done that before. Never. And we still should keep our mouth we shut. We probably should still <laughs> keep our mouth. But once you are so patient with some people yes. and you get to know what they like or don't like, you kind of start saying, nope, nope, she ain't it. Yeah. Let's keep moving. But it's funny when they do say that and you're like, oh my gosh, I thought the same thing, but I didn't <laughs> want to say it. You know, like that's kind of what I do. I let them decide, make it be their, their decision. We have but. to let them decide. And, and ultimately, I mean, I don't know if you feel this way or not, but there have been some that maybe I thought it was the one and then we go in the next one. I'm like, oh no, just kidding. Just kidding. It is this, 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 this one, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, I hope people find that helpful that you don't have to know everything going into this industry or any industry. But I think if you have some of these nuggets under your belt, yeah. maybe you won't be as shocked. Because nobody we told me this going, I, zero people told me what no. they wish they would have known. No, nobody tells us anything. They didn't even tell me nothing. That, no, no. I think that I think when I got into this industry, I swear to God, most people in my life thought I was suddenly going to wear a red power suit and have a magnet on the side of oh, my car. Yeah. And I think they automatically also thought it, I was going to be like a used car salesman, yeah. basically. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, because we are a dime a dozen, we do get that reputation. But I think the ones that obviously end up, you know, st sticking with it are the ones that are holding their clients' hands and being that therapist and being there for them. Mm -hmm. Again, still things I'm working on. Like totally. I, I admire the crap out of all these other agents we work with that are clearly doing this right. But if you, if you have a little bit of this knowledge, maybe it'll be a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. So, um, I wanted to comment, you and I got some cute new sweatshirts recently. We did. We did. And the adorable Etsy shop that we worked with is called, wait for it, wait for it. Oh, crap. Her name is... What a way to introduce a new business. Oh, crap. <laughs> Her, name... <laughs> Her name on Etsy is Good Scout Supply. And she was kind and generous enough to give our listeners a discount to any item off out of her shop. And no, folks, you do not have to get a We Need Closure <laughs> sweatshirt, but you can get any cute little adorable thing that you want. And she's got a lot of great stuff. So the discount code you can use is We Need Closure 10. It's all one word. And we will also put that on our Instagram. But, um, and we'll, we'll put the name of her adorable shop yes. since I'm such an idiot and don't know how to even find it on my Etsy app. But um, Kristen Bowen's shop is Good Scout Supply. So go on and support a small local business like we did. And uh, let us know yeah. if you do want a We Need Closure yeah, sweatshirt. Yes, so you can also get that. We, you you can also get that one. She yeah. knows how to make them yeah. now. <laughs> so Heather, I hope people found this helpful. It, it helped me. Good. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, our, Remember, it still helped me. Well, it is still our therapy it's sessions our therapy and session. it's why we started this. Yeah. So we're going to have some more guests coming up here in a couple of weeks. And for the love of God, I would love to get our uh, husbands on the podcast. Yes. Still twisting some arms on that one, but Valentine's mm -hmm. day is coming up. So maybe we could get it done. Well, I have to say something. 
This is going to air maybe the day before my birthday. Oh my God. This is fact. That big one. Isn't it? Yep. Oh, this is a big deal. So I'm 39. Wish her a happy right birthday. Right now I'm 39. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> when you're listening to it, she might be over I the hill. I might be over the hill. All right. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Always be closing. Hello. I live here. Always be closing. I've never been to your apartment. So real. What else do we need?